Welcome to Uncanny, a podcast where I seek to understand what our supernatural legends say about us as human beings by researching legends, where they come from, and why they scare us. In the first episode, I focused on the small town of Portland, Indiana, but I'm going older and more broad for this episode. I'm talking about the big vampire craze of New England in the 18th and 19th centuries. David is joining me today for this fun topic. David, what do you know about this topic? About vampires in New England? Just, yeah. What, when you think of vampire, like, what do you think of? So my, my whole world of vampires, I guess, the only thing I really know about them comes from, like, movies like Blade or Twilight or, like, movies in general, like Nosferatu I know a little bit about. Um, but other than that one ugly vampire, for me, usually there's definitely, like, a, a they're, like, usually attractive men um, or women used to use their power to seduce people to suck blood. Those beautiful Anne Rice vampires. Yeah. I like the Anne Rice ones <laughs> better than I like, you know, like Edward Sparkleskin. <laughs> in the 18th and 19th centuries in New England, tuberculosis killed a lot of people. And that's an understatement. TB, or consumption as people called it then, was the leading cause of death in the eastern United States during this period. So that's huge. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so... Tuberculosis uh, or consumption. I know I've heard consumption a lot. I know that one's. Yeah, there's a bunch of different names for TB. I just usually fall back on TB. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I've i heard TB, but I, for whatever reason, I'm 26, and I thought TB and consumption were two separate things until, like, I think this year, actually. Consumption which... sounds like something you, like, someone who drinks a lot has. Yeah, or, like, I don't know. I thought maybe, like, it was the body eating away at itself. Like That makes sense. Just didn't realize tuberculosis. That makes sense. (laughs) So communities were being wiped out by this plague and people felt helpless. So surely it was a supernatural cause, right? Yes, because anything we don't understand is supernatural or godly. Exactly. So speaking about things um, they didn't understand, medicine during the late 18th century, when vampire cases emerged in New England, was very interesting. Um, people relied on an, an eclectic approach to healing that offered astrology, religion, and folk cures as remedies. Healing still revolved around the idea that the body was made up of four humors. Do you know the four humors? I sure don't know the four humors. <laughs> so the, the body was made up of phlegm, black bile, yellow bile, and blood. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. What, what is, what's, um, what's black bile? So I could go into this, but it would take a very long time. But for this, for the sake of this, blood is what's important. Now, is this the time in the era where like bloodletting was huge? Yeah. So um, this go this like the four humors goes all the way back to ancient Greece. Um, <laughs> okay. So is that how long like bloodletting? I know we're not yeah. going to talk too much about bloodletting. Yeah. <laughs> but I was curious about that. So at this point, bloodletting is still a thing, um, and it was during this period that medicine went through a huge transition and became more scientific and stuff but we're still the four humors are a thing uh (laughs) blood was a person's life force and it contained their soul is what people thought that that concept is really uh transcended into like uh pop culture really well um thinking like diablo 3 um your life source is always like your soul is always in that red little bubble things like that it's interesting i just i appreciate that that concept has definitely sustained well well, it makes a lot of sense why 
people saw these consumption victims and were like, something's draining them of their life force and their blood. <laughs> you know, like it makes sense because these people looked horrible. <laughs> they were coughing blood. They just looked like withered messes, basically. Um, so these New Englanders with their four humors and their folklore said, this is vampires. And now, okay, so vampires already exist at this point. Yes. So the idea of vampires had already existed in Europe and beyond Europe um, for hundreds of years at this point. Okay. Um, but they look different. The In some cases... They didn't ha- like want blood, and they usually looked like walk- walking corpses. They were kind of like what we think of as zombies. Gotcha. So this is this is basically the concept of somebody from New England was like, I've heard these folk tales. This is what it is. They basically took that folk tale and gave it that name. Yes. And so what they believed is that like a vampire was someone who had died from the disease in this case. And they came back to haunt their family at night. They drank their blood and just slowly, like, killed them, basically. Um, And vampirism was a cure, actually. So it's weird to think of it like that. But they had to cure this undead person. And to do that, they had to exhume the body, cut out the heart, or some other organs, but the heart was most important because, like, if they were a vampire, there would be a sign, like, there would be fresh, quotes, um, blood in it. Gotcha. So if you were a vampire and we dug up your corpse, there'd be blood in the heart. Yeah. And so that was, like, the telltale sign. Um, so what you had to do was burn it. Sometimes other organs were involved, but the heart was, like, the most important Good God, okay. So sometimes it's also involved, like, you had to breathe in the smoke or eat the ashes. I think I remember you telling me that about the ashes one, um, now that we're talking, but I know you said that, like, they had to, like, consume the ashes to make sure that they, like, stopped TB from killing them. Yep. Um, okay, so just, just so I'm following... Um, hopefully this doesn't jump ahead or anything, but I know you, you told me once about a story about like a guy who like, I think his wife or somebody in the family like died of tuberculosis and then he came down with it and they're like, you got to eat the vampire. We got to figure it out. And like, they, dig, they dug up his whole family or something like that. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're jumping ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I remember so that. I was like, oh my God, I remember jump. something. <laughs> let's jump to the specific example of the Tillengast family. And I'm pronouncing this as Tillengast because I feel like in every supernatural story, whether it's fictional or not, the name has to end in Gast. Okay, so wait, is this actual family? This is then? real. This is real. Okay, that's interesting. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> so in Rhode Island during the late 18th century, a number of children in the Tillengast family were dying from consumption. Before their deaths, they complained that their sister Sarah visited them every night and sat on their body, like any part of their body. It's, it's true, like sleep paralysis demon 
stuff. Could you imagine that your sleep paralysis demon was your sister, your dead sister? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I haven't awful. said she's dead yet, but oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert: she's dead. Um, so Sarah was, of course, the first child to die from consumption, which makes the children's claims a lot creepier. Um, <laughs> so the father was like, the answer to this is to exhume all six of my dead children and cut out their hearts and burn their hearts. But the thing is, is he dug up all these six children and they were all like decomposed. So there's no heart to... So No, there's still like a, a mush <laughs> that he could have gone out to burn. But he got to Sarah's grave and Sarah was not decomposed. Okay, I will say that's interesting. Like, I know that obviously this is all just weird, but she was the first to die then? She was the first to die. And so of the six children, the other five that died after her were mush. Uh, They they probably weren't mush. They were probably just like... But they were decomposing. She wasn't. That's interesting. So I have a description here. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please. um, Of what her father found when he exhumed Sarah. The eyes were open and fixed. The hair and nails had grown and the heart and arteries were filled with fresh red blood. It was clear at once to these astonished people that the cause of their trouble lay there before them. All the conditions of the vampire were present in the corpse of Sarah, the first that had died and against whom all the others had so bitterly complained. So her heart was removed and carried to the designated rock and there solemnly burned. This being done, the mutilated bodies were returned to their respective graves and covered. Peace then came to this afflicted family. Okay, so so he was he by himself when he did this, or were there like people I, with him? I don't know. <laughs> because like the I like I feel like you'd be lying if you're like I dug up my first daughter that died, and she was in pr- like not only was she in pristine condition, like hair and nail growth has happened and she still has like bright red blood in the heart. So with our modern knowledge of decomposition, we can actually explain these things away. Um, I know why the eyes open. That makes sense. Bodies decompose at different rates and what has, what was fresh blood obviously wasn't actually fresh. And there are some cases where your hair and nails do grow after death. Um, so she just happened to be like a, a lucky case. Where it was she, just she was decomposing differently is what I assume happened or this man just wanted to blame it on something. Yeah, because, okay, my, my thought was like, if there's nobody with you, my guess is that you're either A, lying, or B, I, I assumed there was a way to like medically explain it because obviously I'm aware that vampires aren't real, um, at least like that. I Look, that's a whole other topic. Like... <laughs> Um, so one of my friends had actually mentioned a long time ago, they're like, don't you think it's weird that we all have an inherent fear of things like vampires? Um, or like those, like, you know, like those monsters in the dark that we just can't quite explain. So there's probably some weird instinctual fear as to why. So my next question was, um, why do you think vampires are scary? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I don't know. So I didn't mean to jump ahead. I didn't even read that, you know? So, um. I think vampires are scary in a sense. Honestly, I don't know. I, I Okay, so we've watched... Is it, too much interview. We watched Dracula. We watched, you know, we watched uh, Twilight. We've watched all these... Vamp- they, I don't find them scary. I, I really don't think that, like, the concept of vampires, even, like, Van Helsing, f- 
for me, I don't. I think it's like a cool thing. Like I think it's more interesting than scary. But I think that that the idea of being drained of your blood, I guess, is kind of scary. But I think since we don't anymore consider that like our soul, like I think that's what was scary. The idea that these creatures were like taking away your soul, and I guess based off like what I assume is some kind of religion would say that you weren't allowed to go to like heaven anymore because your soul has been. Your soul doesn't get to go to heaven because it doesn't exist with you anymore. That's what's really interesting about these vampires specifically. Now, originally I wanted to make this whole thing about how religion tied into thoughts about vampires and the undead and things like that. But when I focused on New England, what's interesting is that these aren't Puritans or like people who are very religious. They're people whose spiritual beliefs were a mix of folk beliefs and an assortment of organized Christian sects. And a lot of the time, they weren't very religious. They just had these spiritual ideas. That's interesting. Okay, so the fear of... What would I think would have originally been the big fear of vampires being the fact that there's like a religious basis to it. This one, they don't really have that going for them. This is... I think tuberculosis as a as a thing was just scary enough on its own. That's what I'm saying and what I think anyway is that vampires in the vampire craze in New England shows mankind's need to understand and explain things. And during that time, they couldn't explain why all of their loved ones were dying in such large numbers and so dramatically. Um tuberculosis was horrible and they were powerless and i mean much like we're powerless with covid19 we're very powerless and afraid and at least now we have the science and knowledge to understand it but they didn't then honestly i think if if we didn't know what we knew about viruses and bacteria and all that nowadays I would probably just assume it was Cthulhu, and I would work very, very hard to spread the word that this was Cthulhu's work. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it may sound crazy at first, like, vampires are killing my family. Sarah's coming back to sit on me. Like, it, especially, (laughs) like, you don't have TV or your phone or anything to distract you at night. You kind of just have to lay there and think about all these scary things. And to me, like, that's horrifying. And I think that vampires are scary because we fear death and we fear disease. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about it, like, you know, we're afraid of the dark, you know, like inherently, I think. I think a lot of people are. And I think it comes from the idea that, like, back then you didn't have things to distract yourself before you drifted off. You just had to lay in complete darkness and pray to God something or some unknown force didn't get you and you got to see the next sunlight, you know? That's terrifying. And not to get all like philosophical, but that's where the comfort of believing in deities or uh, like uh, one God would be comforting. For sure. Anyway, um, that concludes my conversation and what I had to say about New England vampires. Join us next time when we discuss why are vampires sexy?